0: Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Welcome back for another episode of the Wellprinter Online Podcast. This week, I'm talking to Nikki Ellidge Brown, who is the communication stylist. And I think you're going to love Nikki. Nikki is infectiously positive and really knows what she's talking about with copywriting and just communication for your business in general. But in addition to that, and the reason specifically I wanted Nikki to come on is because she has an amazing business building story herself. She actually started her business. Just about a year ago, it was a little bit less than a year ago when we recorded the interview, and she made it to six figures within that year, in less than a year, which is amazing, and had, I think it was like over 100 different coaching clients, some offers that she'll tell us about how she made them, and then a super successful group program. So this is just, I mean, she hits it out of the park in terms of knowing your target client and then offering them something that you need and being super authentic and just really genuine. So in this interview with Nikki, we're going to kind of do a blend of talking about her communication and copywriting knowledge because she's just so good at that and then also talking about her own business experience. So I really enjoyed talking to Nikki and I've learned a lot from her and I think you will too. Now don't forget, you can get all of the show notes and leave a comment about what you learned in this episode and get all the links that we talked about back on my website, which is wellprinteronlinecom slash 18 for this episode 18 show notes. It'd be great if you'd pop back there and tell me something that you enjoyed from this interview. And the last thing is, I've got a free blogging challenge running on my website as well. So if you could use a boost in your blog readers, just hop on over to wellpreneuronlinecom challenge and sign up there to join my blogging challenge so that you can create content that your ideal client would love and share. So now without waiting any longer, let's jump into this interview with Nikki Elledge Brown. Hi, Nikki. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. So I am really excited that you're here because as I was getting ready for this interview, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to focus on actually sharing your amazing copywriting wisdom as the communication stylist, because I know my listeners would be really interested in that, or if I wanted to talk about your journey, because that's a pretty incredible story too. So we'll probably just talk about both if you don't mind.
1: works for me. Works for me.
0: So we actually were both in B-school together, which is how I learned about you. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast to share your story. Is because you started your business, your communication stylist business, in last April during B yep. school, and just now you're not even one year into it, and you've already hit six figures, which is yeah. just like crazy. Wow. Camps. Yeah, that's so awesome and inspirational. And oh, thanks. Me and everyone else want to know how you did it. So can you kind of talk us through your story of how you started your business and how your journey?
1: Yeah, it's so crazy, and I don't think I have to start off by saying like I don't think it'll sink in for a while. For one, I haven't even paid myself yet. (laughs) Like I haven't paid myself yet because I'm still working with an accountant to figure out how I do taxes properly and all of that. So I've only invested back into my business and then I give 10%. So like we've, we built some wells and I paid Infusionsoft and (laughs) and paid some business expenses. So really hasn't sunk in. Not like I'll go on a big shopping spree. It's just not my style. But the reason why it's so crazy to me is that this time last year, I was just working as a part-time park ranger. So my husband's in the Navy. We live in Hawaii, stationed at Pearl Harbor. And for the last three years, I was working as a park ranger at World War II Valor in the Pacific National Monument. So I had started off there just by volunteering and then eventually became a full-time employee. And then after my son, I went to part-time. And you know, it's government work and it's Hawaii. They're limited, you know, there's only so many like upper level positions. So I was getting paid like less than $14 an hour and I was really happy. I called it Paychecks of the Heart because I love that place. It's such a special place. I was really happy with it. But this time, around this time last year, I knew that my husband was gonna be moving across the country for seven months and I knew stuff was about to get real and I was gonna be earning my stripes as a Navy wife. And so I knew I needed to focus on my faith and what I call storing up my spiritual nuts for winter and just kind of getting grounded in what would never change, which for me is my faith. So I started waking up before my husband and my son, who was about just under 18 months at the time, and I was doing a like a daily devotional. I just kind of started tuning in, you know, mm-hmm. and I started to realize I had been writing a fun blog called Stories from a Screensaver just to kind of keep in touch and share funny stories about whatever was going on with our family and friends. And I started to realize once I was kind of more tuned in and being more introspective, I started to realize all of these comments and stuff that folks were sending me like, Nikki, I love everything you write. When are you going to write a book? You really have a gift. Please don't stop writing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? My friends and family have been encouraging me this way like forever. It's always been my thing. Communication, I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. I've taught it at the college level for seven years at that point. I just kind of started to realize like I have a gift here. Like, Not everybody can communicate the way that I do and connect and tell stories and whatever. And I felt like that's a gift I'm supposed to share. It was literally like You could see me like knocking on my head right now, like, come on, Nick, you know, I gave you this gift for a reason, you're supposed to share it. So that was like January, February, 2013. And I just started to explore. I didn't know if it would be a book or a blog, or a business. Now I know it's all of those things. But I just started exploring what I would do to start sharing my gift in a bigger way. So trying to figure out a way to like merge the mom stuff with the communication stuff and whatever. I was Googling whether I should use my name as my domain, and that's how I found Marie Forleo and B-School. And then throughout that process is when I got really clear. I'm like, okay, entrepreneurs could use my help you know, mm. who, who anybody can benefit from improved communication skills. And I don't consider, I know the big focus of my business so far has been copywriting, but that's just because I put one offer out and it kind of exploded. So that's all I've, I've been chasing and riding that wave. But it's really all about communication. It's about public speaking. It's about video. It's about writing. It's just about communicating, you know, and connecting words and people.
0: I was wondering if you could kind of take us into that, what that first thing was, because, well, first of all, I loved what you were saying about the fact that you obviously have a gift and everyone was telling you. I mean, I think that happens to all of us and we just don't hear it because when you're really good at something, it just seems really natural and easy. So you think, oh, why would anybody pay for that? It's so easy. Obviously, everyone can do it. And it's not until other people start shining a light on it that you start to think, oh, maybe this is something really unique to me. So I love that because for everyone listening, I think, you know, if you're hearing this message over and over that you're good at something, pay attention to it. Pay
1: attention. Yeah. Yeah. I totally believe it. And it's so clear to me now. I just keep getting confirmation of it. And from all the people I've been able to work with, it's so clear. Like, we all have these really unique values to share with people. You know, we're all built for a reason. And it's like, you've got to contribute, you know, whatever that thing is, you've got to contribute to like this big old community we have, or else we're all missing out. So... Yeah. Anyway, it's I considered it divine breadcrumbs and I started to see them for what they were because I, like I said, have always just kind of been a weirdo in terms of like, I'll volunteer as of high school. I would volunteer to go first when it was time to speak, you know, (laughs) have our speeches or whatever. Not that I didn't get nervous, but it was like I kind of loved that, the nerves that came along with it. And then writing, I don't know. And one other thing is that just because it comes naturally doesn't mean it comes easily. So it it always takes work, but it's like you just feel like you're in the zone when you're doing that work, you know, Mm -hmm. so you're like eager to rise to the occasion to give that speech, to write Mm -hmm. that post or whatever.
0: So then what happened when, so you said you kind of mentioned that you were focused on copywriting initially because you made this one incredible offer that kind of exploded. So can you talk to us about that? Like the very first thing that you put out in the world?
1: Yep. So mm, beginning, middle of March is when I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to just go for it. Start off with the communication angle. So who needs help? Who's going to actually pay? Like for this to be a business and not just a a fun hobby, who would actually pay me to help with communication? So that's when I realized, well, entrepreneurs. And so I put out just because I wanted to, because I needed to, to make me feel more confident, actually charging for what I was offering. I did some free sessions. I said I was going to open up 10 And then 36 people replied to my survey, so I ended up doing 24 because I was like, why not? And I only had a couple days a week where I could do it because I had my other job, and then my son was only in daycare a few days a week. And you asked that um, on
0: Facebook, right? Because some people I know listening won't really have an email list already. I guess you didn't either. No, I
1: didn't. No, I didn't. I had a big old group of potential dream clients that were there and I knew they needed my, or I knew I figured they could use my help. So I made that, made an offer to say, hey, here's my, or, you know, I would love to offer you a 30 minute session in exchange for your feedback on this survey. And that way I could kind of figure out what they needed, how they described what they were struggling with. And also, like I said, I I was going to try to be selective to really make the most of my time. So it was also a way for me to kind of check out who was interested and say, thanks, you know, and for the people who I didn't get to offer a free session to, I was like, you know, if you have a question, let me know and I'll answer it. So I did 24 and I was doing seriously because I I did them over a course of two weeks of daycare days, like over the course of four daycare days, I did like six and seven (laughs) 30 minute sessions (laughs) a day, just back to back to back. And I thought I was going to be exhausted, which probably mentally I was, but I felt so energized. Doing those sessions, I was like, holy cow, this is so exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. It's like if something can make me forget that there's chocolate in the house, then you know it's good. (laughs) So if something makes me want to get out of bed, then you know it's good. So I knew I had found my sweet spot. Awesome. So you
0: you did that for your free sessions. And then yep. based on the success of that and what you learned, then did you create a paid offering?
1: Yes. From those sessions, I had two people definitely who were like, okay, how do I pay you? And I was like, I don't know. Let's figure that out. It didn't have because, a PayPal
0: count. Yeah, you didn't even, I think I read something. You didn't even really have a website, right? Didn't you just have like a landing page with an opt-in?
1: I didn't have a website till June seventh, two thousand thirteen. I had a domain. I bought my name, and then I had. I don't remember exactly when I put up my splash page with the opt-in box, but it was definitely. I think my friend Ashley was my first subscriber on March eighteenth because she was testing it out for me. So I think I put up an opt-in box on March eighteenth on my site, like a maintenance mode. I have pictures of it on my website of what the yucky-looking splash page was. But yeah, so I didn't have a website. I was just communicating with people like in Facebook and through email and whatever. So I had two clients paid from these free sessions. Eventually, I think like eight or at least eight of them became paying clients, but two to start. So the first week of April, I had two people who paid me. And so I worked with one that first week and then I worked with another that second week. And then I was like, okay, how do I get more clients now? (laughs) Like, that was fun. How do I get more? So I put out an offer on Facebook and I basically was explaining, here's what I know. Here's what's gone on in the last few weeks. Like, communication is everything because you could have this genius idea. But if you don't know how to communicate it in a smart and authentic way, so what? Nobody gets to know about it. You know, nobody gets to realize they need it. So yeah, and then things went to crazy town. So I said I was going to share the details of the offer because I didn't know what it was yet. I just knew I was going to put something out there. So Sunday night I made this post over the next few days, like literally hundreds of people signed up for my list. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah.
0: And all through Facebook.
1: Yes. They signed up. So Monday. The the takeaway
0: here though, I think is that you've got to find a group. Like you need to know who your ideal client is and then find the groups that they hang out on. Yeah. And there are lots and post there. There's so
1: many groups. Yeah. You don't have to have a website. You go and you show up and you're of service. And when people are asking stuff that you can help out with, then you help out with that. And then people start to be like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. And it was a special combination for me because I'm helping people, teaching people about communication, but I'm also modeling communication. It's not like, hey, I'm telling you that I can teach you about ice skating. You know, it's like, it's really helpful because you can actually see me communicating. So you know, if you trust how I will teach you how to communicate, you know what I mean? So there was like a swirl benefit.
0: (laughs) I was thinking about this actually, because well, people get stuck at different points. I know some people are hesitant even to make an offer, but I know other health coaches that I've worked with, you know they'll say oh i've got a free session and they'll they'll put it out on their networks and they just don't really get any bites and mm-hmm. i think Because you're an expert in communication, I think that's got to be part of the reason it works so well, right? Because you know how to position it and frame it in a way. It's not just like, help me here, I'll help you improve your about page Mm -hmm. for 30 minutes, right? I'm sure you didn't say that. You said something that was like really enticing and benefit-driven and targeted to those people. Tell me what you think, but it seems like that can really make or break your offer. Yeah,
1: again, my thing is communication, but it's not like I'm sitting there... Thinking and like really getting gritty about it, you know, like basically all these recipes I'm sharing with my clients and my now my students, it's like I did this because it made sense in my brain. And then after a while, when I helped hundreds of other people do it, too, I realized there's a pattern here. There's a recipe, as I call it, you know. Even though I don't cook, I, I make recipes with words. So I realized after a while, okay, there are patterns to these things and there are patterns. This is why that really made sense. And again, from my background, communication studies of just the social science of how and why we communicate the way we do, that's everything I go, everything I do, every sales page, blog post, whatever. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. And it's usually because you're getting their attention, you're explaining that value, how you can help, and then you're laying out something really clear and a value for them. So for people who are health coaches and they want to offer free sessions. You need to offer value in exchange. Or if you have people who want you have a survey or something, like you need to offer value people. It would be great if they just wanted to fill out your survey or whatever, but like give them something. So it was really juicy for me. Like I said, I had a 30 minute session. That's really valuable. And a lot of them were like, yeah, I really did just sign up because it was free and I'm on a bootstrap budget right now. And I thought this would be great. And then in exchange for the free sessions, it's important to say, like, I got testimonials in exchange for all of them, which was great. I got feedback. I used Jenny Shi's killer testimonials method. You can Google it where you basically ask eight questions and then you can turn it around Because people get freaked out if you're asking for a testimonial and they don't know what to write. But if you ask these eight questions, then you can reframe it for them and be like, hey, does this look good to you? Would you mind if I used this? And then they'll say, nope, that looks good. Thanks for doing it for me, you know. So there was a value exchange there, too. And in the free sessions, I wanted to make sure they were getting value no matter what. Like, I treated it like a paid session. And that's why I had zero no-shows. Out of all those people, I had no street cred or anything. They didn't know me from Adam. But everybody showed up because I very clearly communicated, here's what you can expect before, during, and after, you know, and I followed up and so they took it seriously too. So mm-hmm. that's just another side tip on the free sessions and paid sessions too.
0: Yeah, good point. But- and, and I'll put the um, Jenny She's testimonial formula in the show notes too so people okay. can access that because I've, cool. I've seen that's a good one. Yeah. So then to fast forward a bit, you pretty much filled your business, I think, with these one-on-one clients, but then recently you launched A group program?
1: Yes. So to fast forward quick version, I had put that offer out the end of April, first week of May. I just kept emailing people as they signed up. I kept resending to the new people who had signed up because in that span of a month, my second month of business, 700 people (laughs) signed up. For my list, which is freaking ridiculous. I think you win the award.
0: I think you win the award for fastest list growth.
1: (laughs) And, you know, and it's like, it doesn't even matter. Like that doesn't even have to be a thing. Obviously, that wasn't what I was expecting. I had no idea that was about to happen, but it was crazy. And I'm thankful it did. Obviously, it was meant to be part of my story. But like I got 90 something clients in that span of three and a half weeks. From that offer, and then when that offer closed, and I was just, you know, I raised the rate a little bit. But like that first offer that seventy something people took me up on during that span of ten days or whatever was like an hour long session for one ninety nine, and then I was offering a free thirty minute follow up as a bonus. And you got and so, ninety
0: people, and you had to so an hour and a half
1: with ninety people. Seventy something, and yeah, and I realized. Well, again, this is another tip. I realized you should never offer a bonus of your time because you don't know how many people are going to take you up on it. So quickly I realized, like, oh, poop, I can't do that. (laughs) I can't have 30-minute follow-ups with all these people. So I offered to do that because that's what I originally said I would do, but I offered them another option, which would have been, so we can do a a live 30-minute follow-up, or you can send me up to two pages of text that I can then go over with you. After we've had our call and I have an idea of who you are, what you're going for, and blah, 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 then you can send me two pages of your copy that I can then style up for you. And so, like, 90% of them took me up on that offer instead because I figured it would take me about 30 minutes to do it. So either way, it was win-win and they loved it. So thankfully, most of them took me up on that or else I would have been like, whoa. And I was whoa. I mean, it was crazy. It was really intense. I did, did like 10 sessions in a week sometimes in May. June was crazy. July slowed down and then I opened up the queue back again. So I was working. I worked with my first 100 clients over the summer that first summer. And it was crazy, but I instantly saw these patterns of this is what people are struggling with. This is where they're getting stuck. This is where they're getting overwhelmed. So I knew pretty much from the beginning, plus, like I said, I've taught college courses for years. I knew I wanted to create a course. I just faced major, major resistance in actually creating it because I was like, oh, I'll do it in July. Oh, I'll do it this fall. And then finally in December, I was like, no, I got to do this before the end of my first year. So that's how A Course About Copy finally came into the world.
0: And then you're running that course live one time, right? You're running it now, I think. Yes. And then making it evergreen.
1: Yep. We started it February 17th. And so it's four weeks. So tomorrow they'll get Lesson 6. And then next week they'll get Lesson 7 and 8. And then we'll do a grand opening for summer school, probably end of May, beginning of June. So I'm going to take everything that we've learned and all the value and all the questions and all the feedback that I'm getting from this live round, encapsulating it into a really, really valuable evergreen version of the course. So I'm really excited about it because I have actually a lot of my students have backgrounds in instructional design and adult learning and curriculum development. And so I have like this dream team of people who are all hands on deck, like, okay, how can we keep making this better? And that's really exciting to me. As a total nerd, I love that.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. So, the people in the course are helping you improve it too.
1: Yeah, in all kinds of ways. You know, I mean, even just my students, when they ask that question, I'm like, okay, cool, I can explain that differently this way or whatever. I mean, they love it. Like, they're, flipping out, excited about it, which is great. That's why they're my dream students. And the founding class will always be like a special group. There are 52 amazing people from all over the world, like Australia, the UK, Spain, France, Saudi Arabia, Israel, all over the United States. Like it blows my mind, but they're amazing. And they're all meant to be part of this. And it's It's just really fun. It's like the first pancake. We're all going through it together. And it's a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. And that pushed you over six figures in less than a year. So congratulations. That's just really, it's amazing. It's really, it's really inspiring. So if you had to kind of synthesize or kind of take a step back at what's worked in your first year to give people out there listening some tips, what do you think are kind of the two or three things that you think were the most important to make your business, to bring it to where it is today?
1: Okay. Well, number one. And I know everybody has all kinds of different thoughts and perspectives on faith. But for me, like I said, I wouldn't have even started the business if it weren't for that. And I definitely wouldn't have kept plugging away and like pushing through being tempted to be afraid or being like, no, that's too big. I can't have that goal. I can't whatever. If it weren't for my faith. Being anchored in my faith is really what has been the driving force behind everything. Like that's my secret sauce. My second secret sauce is communication. And like I said, that just happens to be my thing, but I'm also helping teach other people about it. So it's not like it's something you can't learn. Like I said, if you have this amazing value, but you don't know how to communicate it, it doesn't matter. It does matter, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter like it should and like it can, because you have to be really clear with people, especially if you have an online business. I mean, people need to be really, really comfortable buying from you. And the only way they can be comfortable buying from you before they've ever met you, is if the way that you communicate helps them know, like, and trust you. Like credibility is everything for us. And so I've been able to build this engaged community because they know, like, and trust me because I'm really transparent. I am who I am. So if I'm doing a video and my husband walks in, he's not going to be like, what are you talking? Why are you talking like that? You know, like I just am who I am. And that's what I encourage other people to do too. Because when you show up as you are and people sign up and say, yes, I want to work with her, then that makes it so much more fun. Then they're going to love working with you. Then going to go tell other people and it becomes this beautiful snowball effect. So having that unshakable, you know, purpose-driven motivation, being able to communicate your value clearly, and then, of course, having the right people to communicate it to. Because you could be a really great communicator, and you could write some really great stuff, but if you don't know who to direct it to because you don't know who you want to work with or where they're hanging out, then it's like if a tree falls in a forest and nobody hears it, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, having that community is tremendous, priceless. To be able to know where your people hang out, and that helps You communicate with them. That obviously helps you fill your purpose. Like those are the three main things I would say. Awesome.
0: So let's spend the last five minutes or so with some of your communication wisdom. Because so most of the people out there listening, like, well, like, you know, like trying to write our own websites, write our own sales pages, write our email newsletters and really Mm -hmm. express what, who we are and what we do online. So what are some of the mistakes that you see entrepreneurs making with communication?
1: I mean, the one biggest mistake is just being too formal, feeling that in order to be professional, you have to be formal. And that's just really not the case because, and I'm not saying to be informal and like so super casual that nobody takes you seriously, but instead of feeling like you have to be professional, just focus on credibility and focus on what is going to actually make me credible. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Totally. So like, because I say conversational copy, like that's my, that was my first main opt-in on my site, conversational copy cheat sheet. And it's just like, help them hear you before they hire you so that whenever people read your stuff, the best compliment would be for like your best friend to read it and be like, oh, I can so totally hear you saying that. Like, that's my goal of that's how I want to help people communicate to where you're really just synced up to where the person that you are in writing matches the person that you are in video matches the person that you are in person and I think that's the goal and so many of my students in a course about copy just in the first week it was like oh my gosh I can't tell you what a relief it is to just write like I speak it makes everything so much easier I'm getting more comments on my blog people are actually replying to my emails and that's like such a simple shift and maybe a lot of people know it but I think Obviously, a lot of people don't because when I say that and it's like this big aha moment, it's like, okay, sometimes you just need to hear somebody else say it. But like you have permission to be yourself, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I don't need to be the person to give it to you, but you have it, you know, so I'm just going to remind you that you have permission to be yourself. And if you want to have a successful business online, you've got to learn how to write like yourself and try not to disconnect between your brain and your fingertips and literally just write it as you would say it. It takes practice. But then after a while, you'll forget you ever were stiff and, you know, all formalized in the first place. The other tips would be like focus on clarity, because a lot of times people are trying to be too clever or witty and you don't have to be. I mean, clear in my book, clear beats clever every day of the week. So if something like your site navigation and instead of kind words or testimonials or praise you have, that's what she said. You know, like you have things that are just kind of unclear. If we're confused, we're just going to bounce. We're not going to click around. So make sure that you're really clear and you don't have to be super clever to be engaging. You can be, but make sure you're clear first.
0: Yeah, that's um, such a good point because that really irks me. When on people's site, you can't tell, especially like how to work with them. Like don't yes. have an obscure name for how to work with you. Just no. say work with me or totally. shop or services, like something that people can just find because otherwise they'll just leave when they get yeah.
1: I recommend work with me it's gold standard for a reason and you can be clever show your personality in other places but if nobody clicks to that page because they don't know what the heck it means then no one's gonna get to see your wittiness you know and that's the other thing like you don't have to be witty you don't have to be one of my students was talking about the upbeat American personality and I'm like well I guess that could be considered to be me but the point I want to make is like you don't have to be upbeat you don't have to be silly you don't have to be whatever you have to be exactly you are, especially as a health coach, because if you come across one way online and they sign up to work with you and you're totally not that way, A, you're going to feel less than. You're going to feel like, oh, man, I disappointed them. And B, you will. It's like you kind of did a bait and switch. So like it's your responsibility to show up as you actually are. And it's your responsibility to help them hear you before they hire you, because before they fork over their hard-earned money, they need to know who the heck you are.
0: Totally. And can we just say like, okay, anybody out there, there's lots of people doing what you're doing, right? There's lots yeah. of health coaches, lots of yoga teachers, lots of copywriters, lots of I yep. mean, there's lots of everything in the world. And so yep. how you differentiate yourself is really your personality and yourself and not everybody's going to resonate with you. But that's right. why you need to express yourself on your website, because some people will see you and just be like, oh, wow, I love what she's doing. I want to work with her. And they wouldn't to your competition, but somebody else would love your competition and that's okay. And you just, Mm -hmm. I think it's, You'll get clients attracted to you that really want to work with you and your personal style if you put your real self forward.
1: And so two things on that. One is one of my tips is to make a connection and use examples and share stories because obviously those stories are unique to you. Nobody else has your life experience. Nobody else that teaches folks how to write has my background of communication studies and the park ranger thing and the public speaking piece and the mom's that, you know, like all of these unique ingredients I have that are part of my story That's what I bring to the table. We all have our own unique frames of reference and you can share that in little bits and pieces as it feels relevant throughout. And that's a good way, obviously, for people to get to know you and how you stand out. The other tip is about knowing your dream clients and customers. And using their words, especially at the top of like your About page or your Home page or whatever, to get their attention, describe the problem in their words and not just your words. Like my my advice is to use your words, of course, and nobody else's, except for your dream clients. Because when you're trying to get their attention, you need to speak in their language. So even though you may know these, I don't know what a health coachy term would be, you speak in those terms, but maybe they're really just like, OMG, I want my pants to fit. Or why can't I find an easy recipe that's healthy to cook for my family? Like, you have to think in their terms, not your terms, when you're trying to get their attention at the top of any page. Right. So So that would be homepage.
0: That would be like on your about page or your work with me page. Yeah. Right. So you can't, you shouldn't just start because a lot of people just start and like, it's kind of like, I do this and I do that. And this is who I am on their about page or their work with me page. And you're saying you need to flip it around and make it about, the client first.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's again, and I share my about page recipe in these, of course, about copy videos where it's like five steps. But I realized after a while that over the course of that summer, working with all these clients, that I was telling them the same five steps. Every time we worked on an about page, these are the five steps to take because this is what makes sense. And I realized this is what happened. This is what I would tell my public speaking students when they were doing the introduction to their speeches, because I'm like, please don't stand up in front of the class and start with Hi, I'm Nikki, and I'm going to talk about laptops. You know, like, we don't, no offense, Nikki, but we don't care about you yet. We don't know why we should listen, why you should be able to speak to us about laptops. We don't know that. So you have to start with an attention getter, something that draws them in and perks their ears up. And we all like to learn and hear about ourselves and how things benefit us. So your reader is the same way. She wants to know about her and how you can help her. And that's why she's coming to the about page to find out how you can help her, not what your favorite color is. Maybe down the page, after you've covered these bases, then that's cool because they do want to know about you, like I said, the stories and whatever. And some people will want to know that on the first click to the about page. But a lot of times, first click to the about page is how can you help me? Okay, back to the blog post. Then after a while, they get to know you and they're like, I want to know more about her kids. I want to know more about that story or how she got into this. And so you can have kind of layers to your about page. But definitely don't think of it as like, this is the me show and it's all about me right off the bat. It is kind of about you, but it's more about them and how you can help.
0: Yeah, I say that all the time. It's Your blog is not about you. It's about your reader. So I'm really glad to hear you say that. And I did go and watch your videos for the course about copy. And they're really good, the about page oh, videos. Thanks. So everyone should go sign up and watch Nikki's videos. Give thanks. you a little plug because they were really, really useful. So what's next for you? What else are you working on?
1: This is it. This has taken over my life. As much as I want work to take over my life, it's saturated. <laughs> so like... I am working on finishing up, obviously, the live run with my founding class of A Course About Copy. And then just as soon as this is over, we're revamping and getting ready to launch the evergreen version for summertime. So all of that is going to be crazy. The other thing that I'm working on right now is my new brand pants. I'm going to have a new, I call them brand pants because I said I felt like I had an entrepreneurial muffin top only talking about writing and entrepreneurs and whatever. So I'm ready to expand I, like I'm wearing new maternity jeans, kind of. That's what I call my new brand pants. Like they have this maternity panel that I can grow into for the next few years. Because I really do want to share stuff about life. Like I started off with my blog, Stories from a Screensaver. I want to be able to just write about my son. I want to be able to talk about the behind the scenes of my business. And then the tip of the sword, of course, is what my business is about, which is all things communication. So I'm really excited to have my new site debuting probably early May. That's the goal. I have these amazing photos I took with my creative director, my creative BFF and friend, Sarah Ancalmo of Public Persona. So we're going to be launching that. And then we'll be launching the new version of A Course About Copy and then I'm going to just chill out, I think, and coast and enjoy the rest of the year, slow down, maybe start writing my first book or something. But I think that the first six months of the year will be plenty to last me for a while. Then I'm gonna, I'm planning, fully planning to be on cruise control after
0: this. Awesome. So tell us again where everyone can find you if they'd like to come connect or learn more.
1: Yep. My site is my name, NikkiElledgeBrown.com, N-I-K-K-I-E-L-L-E-D-G-E, Brown.com. And then the free videos are available at a course about copy.com. So if you join the inner circle, then of course, you'll stay in the loop and you'll be first to know when we're, when we've got set dates and plans for summer school to open up.
0: Great. Thanks so much, Nikki. This has been really interesting. I'm sure everyone's going to love it. And I'll put all the the links and the resources and link back to your site in the show notes too. So people can get to them easily.
1: Sweet. That sounds good. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Nikki. Have a good one. Bye.
0: you just love Nikki. I really enjoyed talking with her and it's so inspiring her story. It shows that it can be done, right? You can build your business very quickly. You just need to really understand your target customer and give them what they want. So, thank you Nikki for coming on the show. Just as a reminder, you can get all the show notes and the links and the things we discussed in this episode back on the website at wellpreneuronline.com/18. And if you enjoy this podcast, please don't be shy, share it with your friends and better yet, hop over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave me a review because I love to give shout outs to people that have left reviews on the podcast. So if you do that, that would be really awesome. Anyway, have a fantastic week. I hope you have lots of success in your business and I'll see you back here next week with the next episode.